0: Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to have that open discussion, open and honest. And uh, we do take your WhatsApp voice notes on 60584 Literally a year does not go by without um, all of us witnessing some form of chaos at the stadium, uh, be it the security or the fans vandalizing the stadium, you know, private property, attacking personnel that is there. And again, over the past weekend, we witnessed the same thing. Another incident in the Sundowns Pirates game. And I think our first guest will literally help us look at what the problems might be in what these incidents do to the brand of the Premier Soccer League and how we can actually curb them if possible. Maybe we're just talking too much. I don't know. City Press uh, News Editor. That's Timothy Molobi joins me on the line. Good evening, Tim. Welcome to the show.
1: Even in Rob and even in to listeners as well.
0: When you saw those scenes, and you, it almost was a rerun of things that we've seen so many times before, Tim, what went through your mind?
1: First thing, not again. Is this what's really happening again? The same stadium, you know, uh, ugly scenes. Uh, but it's not surprising, you know. A, a week earlier, a city press uh, ran a story that said sundowns, uh, had learned from rugby uh, when the box hosted the All the, the Blacks, the flow of traffic, how to treat supporters. And I expected a lot uh, on Saturday, but it was not to be.
0: And I love the fact that you bring the rugby analogy, Tim, because we see it so many times, whether it is um, at the then Kings Park Stadium for soccer, uh, obviously Moses that gets used more now. Or if you're down in Cape Town, if it's either the Cape Town Stadium or Newland Stadium, the treatment is never the same. The flow of traffic is easier. You try to get to a derby game, it is the most ridiculous thing because the road closures are in places where you didn't expect them to be. Then people without the proper tickets then get into that row and then they get told to turn back. And therefore, there's time wasted and there's impatience, there's alcohol that's being abused, and the frustration levels soar. So there's obviously a big difference between how rugby as well as football are treated in this instance. But then somebody says it is... A normal thing when it comes to Loftus. Nino Brown said on Facebook that a few months ago I went to a Kaiser Chiefs game against Sundowns. The same thing happened. I was with my 13 year old boy and wife and my boy was almost choked the way that we were suffocating. I will never attend uh, Sundowns home games. They are very disorganized and pathetic in terms of logistics. What is it about Loftus?
1: Uh, previously, I would say, you know, there was a bit of of construction in and around the stadium that uh, uh, I think could be used as an excuse for the chaos that happened before. But now there's no more construction. Uh, I think everyone is to blame. Uh, As much as we want to blame the club, the security arrangement, the police, Supporters are to blame as well. You know, there's this uh, bad culture from our supporters. You know, they always want to arrive late at the games. And then, you know, most of them without tickets. When, after kick-off, they'll start singing that song, Mbobo Bulega. And then they want to bulldoze their way into the stadium. Even long before kick-off, Rob, uh, you find that, you know that you don't have a ticket, you don't have a parking ticket. But you still need to go through the security uh, personnel, forcing your way through to say, no, but I'm waiting for a ticket there. Uh, I think it's a, it's a bad culture from our supporters. I don't think uh, rugby is what you see. You know, you as blacks, I think there's a lesson that uh, we, we need to learn to say, you know that you're doing something wrong, but you're still going to go ahead and do it anyway.
0: And because it is accepted and because they literally and hardly is here, Tim, the end consequences of such behavior, does that become now accepted? It becomes something that you say, we can do it. When you watch that video and the gate gets broken down and they're rummaging through and they're stealing from the vendors, they're just stealing from people that are trying to earn an honest living. I mean, we can't look at that every time, Tim, and, and embrace it and say, ah, it's just the way things are. <laughs>
1: It has now become a norm, Rob, uh, because we have accepted it, to say this is the way uh, things are, are done and then we're going to do it anyway because, like you're saying, there are no consequences. You know, you you found this uh, women go there to sell uh, something just for, you know, for a living, but at the end of the day they go home empty-handed. And then I don't know whether uh, if we have not learned from... Uh, the, the English Park disaster, because I think Sundown's Pirates, Sundown's Chiefs, uh, should be treated like a uh, Pirates-Chiefs game. You know, not, not long ago, there was a deal that was signed between the PSL and the police, uh, but I, I, I'm still going to see the fruits of the deal. What it really entails, I'm not too sure.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because people will want to pass the buck, though, Tim, where you look at the lofter setup. set up, yeah they own, and they rent it out to the bulls. Football happens, they own, and then they rent it out to sundowns, for example. Now, in terms of logistics and who's in charge, it then becomes a duty of the club to whom it is then loaned to or rented to at the time to to take care of you know the security check um to take care of all the logistics around the safety of individuals that are coming into that stadium, but they get it right when it's being rented out to the Bulls. We don't quite get it right when it's being rented out to a PSL outfit. Uh,
1: It it means there's something that uh, football people are not getting right. Uh, They should get, uh, uh, maybe get a lesson from the Bulls, how do they get it right. Uh, Or or from SA Rugby, because the Bulls, I know, they're not attracting as many supporters as they used to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but the flow of traffic, it's, it's, much, far much better than when the Sundowns is playing there. Uh, And, and, you know, we complain week in, week out about lack of support at the stadiums. And when you see ugly things like this, and you ask yourself, you know, as a supporter, do you want to be involved? Do you want to go there and uh, risk your life and those uh, around you? Not at all. Uh, I think... Someone has been caught uh, with paint down, especially when it comes to security at Loftus. And uh, whether we like it or not, uh, I think, because there are no consequences Mm -hmm. uh, that we have seen. Uh, That's why people get away with murder. In this instance, I think sometimes is to blame, because the security is lax. I mean, for, for a supporter to get all the way from the fence to get to the technical area, That is really
0: unacceptable. Now, there's a different angle that comes in. Um, We're going to get one of the people that actually commented on that for verification because Ricky Ricardo, uh, when we were trying to get this conversation going on social media, uh, says Sundown supporters don't buy tickets. Apparently, when Sundowns is playing in Atchurchville, if you wear a Sundowns shirt, the entrance is free. Now, that is why they do that at Loftus because they are used to the free entrance. Is that something you've picked up, and if yes, do they know that if you are going to be playing, let's say in Nambombele or Cape Town or anywhere else, that that might not apply?
1: Uh, they know. Hey, initially, I said, Rob, they, they they know what they're doing is wrong, Yeah. but they still go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm told it just happened at Peter Mugawa as well. You know, those who don't have tickets, they just loiter around the stadium and once uh, the, the the whistle goes uh, the, hence I said they start singing that song uh, yes,
0: yeah. mm.
1: and then they want to bulldoze their way and then uh, fortunately these days you know we've got uh, cameras that can capture all these things. Before we didn't know about these things because you know we didn't have uh, a sophisticated technology but now I think because of uh, uh, what we are able to get uh, through everyone can take a picture, hence we are exposed to these things. Now we know that this is the uh, uh, the, the, the system that they use as uh, Sundown Supporters, and it's not acceptable. You know, you, well, I know the only time when they're allowed into, into the stadiums without a ticket is during CAF matches. I'm not sure about the matches. Uh, I've never heard of that, uh, but I know during camp meetings, that's when they say, as long as you're wearing anything yellow, then you are allowed to go to get into the stadium. But the culture of arriving yeah. late at the stadiums, I think this is something that needs to be addressed.
0: But then, okay, and I understand, and you you got to give the credit to Sundowns who want to encourage their fans to come through. They're saying when you're at Ettridgeville, etc., don't pay. But then if that culture does then continue, shouldn't in partnership with the Premier Soccer League have a way of handling that? Because it can get out of hand and it can cause the problems that it caused over the weekend, because then the people and the fans don't draw a line to say we're not now in Attridgeville. Um, and, And trust me, I'll put on record, we did trying to invite Sundowns again to speak because we give them that opportunity uh, to do that. Alex Shakwane, Imam Bushmudao, all of them uh, have been given a chance to come through and articulate this because it is important for us to have those conversations. Um, Umanduli Wandebel again said, Sundowns fans, they don't buy tickets when the game is at Loftus because that is how they enter. Went there once, uh, they were playing against Pirates. I returned with my tickets back home unchecked. And a friend who's a Sundowns fan laughed at me. So it's a culture, it is there, but it is confusing because it is not something that is officially endorsed by the Premier Soccer League. Uh,
1: I think we need to verify that, Rob, if that is the the, the case uh, with league matches, because uh, I'm told for this game they sold about 42,000 tickets, uh, but you know the, the the tickets on the black market, you don't know where uh, people get tickets, uh, But but... The, the ones that you're talking about right now is those who go there without tickets. You know, these ones I know, some people will get tickets and then, because there was a, a, a barricade where tickets got get, get, got scanned. Uh, without a ticket, we're not allowed to go even closer to the stadium. Uh, but that's where people converge. And once uh, they over, a little overpowered the security, but because if you look at the number of security cards which were there, uh, and then vis-a-vis the number of supporters who wanted to go in, you no, know, it was it was mm. always going to be a mismatch. But I think Sundowns uh, will be in a better position to clarify
0: and give a reflection yeah. of whether this is the case or not. And, and just given your history again, term of being involved in football, when you when you talk the security personnel do you give that in its true form of the word security personnel, people who are trained to be security watch over a venue, who know procedures of what to do in the event that X, Y, and Z happens? Or are we just talking security in terms of numbers of people that we could maybe call marshals instead of security, who would not be able to know what to do in a crisis environment?
1: Rob, you and, you and I know clearly that you know we're talking about marshals, Uh, I I think they just get people uh, on the street to say on the day they come and, you know, be be security personnel, give them beeps and to say, uh, this is the area that you need to police and this is the area... They are not trained. That one, we know that. I think the only trained people are the supervisors who have uh, maybe certificates to say they are graded. They, and then, but, uh, you know, if you only have a handful of, of uh, qualified people and then you have the masses who are not qualified to, to, to act in uh, any dangerous situation, then, you know, there's a recipe for disaster.
0: Are you surprised that the PSL hasn't said much about the incident? It's Wednesday now.
1: I'm actually surprised, you know, uh, I expected them to issue a statement. First thing, not even on Sunday, but immediately after the game to say, uh, maybe we're investigating to condemn the incident. to say we are looking into it, but but to, to be quiet uh, four or five days later, it's, it's really surprising, you know, I didn't expect this from, from the list. If we need to take uh, people seriously, if we need to take our game uh, to another level, I think uh, this is where we need uh, leadership to act mm-hmm. decisively.
0: We had a person from the technical team of Orlando Pirates who could have had his life threatened. Do we know who that chap is that went to attack? Do we know his identity? Is he freely listening to the radio station and having a great time at home right now?
1: No, well, apparently uh, the person uh, was arrested, went to uh, Sunnyside Police Station, the information that uh, I gathered is that the person uh, was, was arrested by a satisfied police that uh, But not, you know, by now, I'm not sure what, what happened with that case. Uh, but there's a case that was open, not only that, mm. uh, there was also a case of uh, malicious uh, damage to property, which uh, I'm told sundown has or or will open uh, against Orlando parents. So there's still a lot uh, that is going to, to unfold.
0: Now, Tim... Just as a final parting shot, um, we'll be getting word as well from Jacques Robler, who knows more than most about how these things are done. We'll chat to a couple of uh, fans as well that are calling through uh, on the show. With the silence, though, from the Premier Soccer League, it is damaging to the brand, isn't it? It's a professional league, uh, but then a lot of what is seen to be done lacks the professionalism.
1: Clearly, Rob. uh, You know, a few weeks ago during the derby, The league was boasting that, you know, the game was beamed in more than I don't know how many countries. Uh, which was a, a good a thing, a positive thing for the, for, for the league. Uh, but if you see incidents like this, and then now we're living in a global world, uh, it's not we are not just uh, isolated to say uh, people out there don't know what, what happened. They all, already those video clips are, are trending, they're everywhere. Uh, and it's surprising that the league has not come out uh, to say anything about the incident. You rightly pointed out that uh, someone's life was in danger. What could have happened to Rulane? You know, take nothing away from, uh, I think the security, although the, the, the police acted swiftly, uh, but for someone to get all the way up until to the technical area and then you had that scuffle. and now people want to, to, to shoot that. Under the carpet, if nothing happened, uh, it's not a good advertisement for South African football. I think the league uh, needs to add to act decisively and send a clear message to perpetrators that this kind of hooliganism is not going to be uh, tolerated uh, and, and, and make example of, of some of, of supporters uh, but for them to keep quiet up until now uh, it leaves a lot to be desired
0: yeah and especially again Tim where you've got knocking on our doors a game that was sold out in two hours uh, which is a saw to Derby not being played at f Stadium uh, being played at the Moses Mabida Stadium uh, you know, so people always have coming through their minds now the issue of Ellis Park, what needs to be done, how can we run away from it when they see the images of what happened over the weekend and the silence coming through from the authorities. And we know that the league has reacted almost swiftly and held Joint press conferences, you know, on a Monday when something uh, not even as uh, as powerful or as disturbing as this has happened, and in, in a show of force with all the executives and attendance, etc., etc. But right now, it's almost like I don't know, bury the the head in the sand.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if if they're viewing the incident in, in a serious light, like like uh, some of us do, like they did. Uh, They acted swiftly, like you said, after the Moses-Mabida incident, uh, where the chairman had a a press briefing to condemn the incident. Chiefs issued a statement. But so far, I mean, uh, they are quiet. I'm not sure if they're waiting for someone to die or to have... uh, I'm not sure. Uh, But maybe maybe they still... uh, uh, gathering evidence and uh, so that when they come out, uh, they come out with an informed uh, report that says this is what uh, happened and this is how we, we prevent, could be prevented. And looking ahead to the, to the Soweto Derby in, at, at Moses mm-hmm. the next weekend.
0: Without a doubt. And I have absolutely no doubt that they are looking at more evidence and they're compiling it and they're waiting for the DC. That background I have done. And I know that it is exactly the way you describe it now, Tim. But all I'm saying is, as a voice of reason, you need to reassure people. And when they don't get that reassurance, then speculation comes through and then there's a reaction to what they are hearing now, which then doesn't help the case. But you can follow him on social media, on Twitter, at Tim Spirit Molobi as well. That is our guest uh, tonight. Thank you so much, uh, Tim, for joining us right here on MSW and sharing those honest and open thoughts with us.
1: Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity and good evening.
0: Thank you so much. That City Press News Editor, as well as SABC Sport Analyst Timothy Molobi joining us on the line.